It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome to It's Always Game Day in Kansas City. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for joining us. I am your host, Kayla Canaram. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Cody Tapp, and our producer, Nick Schwert. Guys, we're a few days removed from the AFC Championship game. How are we feeling? Are we getting ready for Super Bowl week? What, I'm feeling great. I mean, well, I like this part of the time where you just like, you got a few days before you're like, all right, I don't have to go like pace yourself now. I got like a few more days before it's like Super Bowl, Super Bowl week. And we're sitting in, you know, Glendale or Phoenix, you know, sitting at Radio Row doing all that stuff. So I'm trying to just, uh, you know, live back some of the great memories from that AFC title game before I have to erase it from my mind forever because <laughs> the Super Bowl will be more important somehow. Yeah, I'm trying to just, you know, I'm trying to be present, Kayla. I'm trying <laughs> to live in the moment. You know, a wise man once told me, don't chase better than good. And this is good right here where I'm at. And yeah. I know next week the anxiety will start to build about the Super Bowl. And now it's not just like the honeymoon phase, which we're in right now. That's the beauty of having an off week before the Super Bowl is you just get to kind of kick your feet up. You get to bask in the glory and sort of enjoy this. But the second the calendar turns from Sunday to Monday, that's when the anxiety of game week starts to ramp back up like we went through last week. And so I'm not doing that this week. I'm not looking ahead to the Eagles quite yet. I'm just enjoying the win over the Bengals. Living in the moment. That's the way to go. I have a confession. I already bought two plane tickets and I've reserved a rental car and I have no Super Bowl ticket. I'm just. Wow. You're just hoping. <laughs> What's the game plan there? <laughs> well, this is what I did in the Miami Super Bowl. Bought my ticket, figured it out when I got there and it all worked out. But I think, I don't know if I've said this on the show. We have a Kings game this Saturday before the big game. So the flight is for 8 a.m. Sunday. The only one I could find back that everything was sold out literally by 10 p.m. Yeah. last night. Um, so I have a flight back at 7.15 on Monday or rental car Monday morning. Oh, and just drive back. How how long's that drive? To... Five and a half hours. That's not bad. Oh, that's nothing. I think I no. would... That's way better than waiting for that flight on Tuesday. I know. So consider this my official PSA. If anyone wants to give me a Super Bowl ticket, I will gladly accept. <laughs> Generous. I've, I've heard there's a lot of people out there just handing them out, Kayla. Asking you shower received. It worked for me the first time. Let's go for a second. Yeah. I feel you like I have know. enough connections at this point. I don't know. We'll see. Again, these are all well, refundable do, things. So if you do have connections, Kayla, why don't you go ahead and toss one my way? <laughs> okay, a little package deal. Yeah. <laughs> hey, want to hook me up with a ticket with me and two of my uh, co-hosts. That'd be great. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. A few days later, what stands out as being the biggest reason this season that the Chiefs are back in the Super Bowl? 
I mean, I really feel like it comes down to even just this game. Like, if I put it on the whole season, I would say that it was, they stayed healthy. They got the number one seed, and they didn't have to play Buffalo or Cincinnati. That was as big of a reason as how good this team was and the level of tough, I thought, they were in this game. And I think that that probably is one of the biggest reasons. Staying healthy, getting the number one seed, having the best record, those things were all plausible a lot because they stayed healthy. But I think in this game, like the more I go back, I like having like fresh eyes. Hey, wait a minute, like, wait, a minute. Right, wait a minute. Wait a minute. How many answers are you going to give here? You can only choose one. The biggest reason. <laughs> Not the seven no, I, biggest reasons, Cody. The biggest reason. I gave the biggest season reason, reason why, and now I would like to give the biggest game reason You're why. You're hedging. This is called hedging your bet. The, the depth, the reason why in the game, it's depth at the defensive line. Don't just put it on Frank Clark. It's across the board. In rewatching parts of that game, Chris Jones was a monster. Frank Clark was great. Mike Dana caused problems consistently against the Cincinnati offensive line. Karloftis had a sack. Like across the board, the depth they built on the defensive line might have ended up being one of their single biggest strengths this season. And when I go back and watch that game, it's not just Chris Jones that stands out. It's the entirety of that unit. I think to me, that is the thing that kind of stands out amongst why are they or why did they win this game? Is it wasn't just one guy. They rotated five guys, six guys into there. What do you think would have happened this season? Or maybe this is an impossible question. Maybe this is an impossible scenario. But like, what would have happened if Chris Jones would have had the season he had, but you didn't have George Karloftis, you didn't have Carlos Dunlap? Because part of me says that they're hand in hand, right? Chris Jones was allowed to have the season that he did because other guys were keeping offenses honest and vice versa, right? Those guys had opportunities because everybody was attributing so many resources to Chris Jones. Well, and I didn't even mention, yeah, you mentioned Dunlap. I didn't even mention Colin Saunders who had a good year. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't have, doesn't all work unless they're together. That's how great pass rush units are. We always pretend like, oh, it should just be like one dude destroying everything. We think Micah Parsons just runs into 15 sacks because nobody else on their defensive line is good. No, they have other good players. The Eagles, the team are getting ready to play in the Super Bowl in a week and a half, are a clear example of that. Hassan Reddick was like a nine sack guy his entire time in Carolina. He's a pretty good player. Turns out when you put him on a line full of other great or other very good defensive linemen, there's a massive difference. I think like, look, Chris Jones got doubled in every play, but it was all those other guys were able to get sacks because of it. Everybody gets to be one-on-one and they didn't lose anybody on the defensive line from a depth perspective. They played the entire season. Those guys as a unit are one of the better sack units in the NFL. Yeah, because Chris Jones is dominant and he's great. But legitimately, their depth is what I think probably ended up being the biggest difference in their season, other than Patrick Mahomes existing. Mm-hmm. Fine. The biggest reason is Patrick Mahomes exists and he's the single greatest quarterback ever. Fine. But, you know, like outside of that, the defensive line was, I mean, it was one of their strengths all year. I think that's a really good answer. That I mean, I would have probably leaned towards somewhere defensively. But since you took that one, I will say the evolution of Patrick Mahomes. The same reason why the Chiefs didn't go to the Super Bowl last year is the reason why they're going to the Super Bowl this year, which is play the same team who ended your season a year ago, and we know why. It's because they didn't think Patrick Mahomes would be patient enough to play the game that he didn't want to play for four quarters, and he wasn't. He got impatient in the second half, and that was the worst football we've ever seen from Mahomes in his NFL career last season. This year, all year, we saw the evolution, but it didn't mean a ton because we knew you would, we would, we would judge, try that again. It didn't mean a ton because we knew we would judge Mahomes based off 
how he did it in the postseason. And I think there was part of me that kind of wondered, even though he was cruising through the regular season, he runs away with the MVP award. There was part of me that wondered, is he going to be able to do this in the postseason when you're playing the best defenses, when you're playing the teams that have scouted for you and built a roster around beating you? And he did. Like Patrick Mahomes was incredible. He far outplayed his contemporary on the Bengals and Joe Burrow. There is no competition. There is no debate as to who the best quarterback is. And even though it doesn't look the way we've seen in the past with Mahomes, that evolution is what has allowed the Chiefs to thrive in what I do believe is the new era. I know we think of it all as the Mahomes era, but it's a different time now, right? You don't have all those guys that you had on the Super Bowl three years ago. And you've, you've now got a quarterback who's not on a rookie deal. He's not this nice bargain who's playing like an elite player. He's now a guy getting paid like an elite player, yet the Chiefs are still competing at a high level because he has been able to evolve his game. You know what might be the standout stat from that, Nick, is that Isaiah Pacheco, in a game in which it was frustrating offensively for the Chiefs at times, finished with six catches for 60 yards. Yeah. Think about how many times. And look, they had to use McKinnon. They couldn't use McKinnon in the passing game as much because – Again, Mahomes was limited, so they kept leaving McKinnon in to block and, you know, try to protect themselves a little bit. And they threw it to him a couple times, too. But he had, like, 10 checkdowns in that game. Not one or two. Like, like 10 times, he's like, that's fine. I'll throw it less than three yards. And Pacheco made multiple guys miss. He, on that first down, remember when he broke the tackle on the run? It's like, Pacheco's the kind of guy that if you give him some open space and give him a chance, what might be a two-yard gain might be eight. And I feel like sometimes when you're a quarterback, Nick, it's hard to see that. But that game was a perfect example of that. There yeah. were tons of times. Like, even on the MVS eventual conversion when he reaches the ball over, right? Go back and watch that play. MVS caught the ball five yards short of the stick and then immediately turned around and had to, like, bust through two players, reach across to get the first down. I know that we, like, make fun of players like Kirk Cousins and be like, look at that loser. He threw it two yards and they needed five. I'm like, well, he knew he had fourth down. And he was taking, and sometimes Mahomes, the checkdown's the better play because of the space that these players give them. I really feel like this game was a good, like for your answer, Nick, I feel like this game, there's like more than enough examples of it. Well, and I think that that's a mentality thing as much as it is, uh, you know, working on it and, and watching film and knowing what to expect. It's a mentality for the entire offense. I think everybody, when you get into this, when you get into this mindset of we are going to be this deep vertical threat team, we're going to take big shots downfield. What was the one thing we always heard about Mahomes was, hey, you always got to keep running. You've always got to keep improvising yeah. because he's going to break out of the pocket and you've got to be ready to make a play downfield. We haven't talked about that as much this year. What instead has been a bigger talking point is be ready because the ball's coming out quick and you got to make somebody miss, which is why the Chiefs wound up in the regular season with three guys in the top 20 yards after catch. Once you can sort of shift your mindset of how you're going to function as an offense, and then you've got a quarterback who can execute whatever offense you're trying to run, that's why you get the results that you did this year. My answer for this question is a very rainbows and butterflies answer. Okay. That's okay. <clears throat> heart. This is a good, they're going to Super Bowl. It's fine. The biggest reason this season that the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl is because of heart. And it goes back to when we talked about Juju being in this office offense and my so you think you can dance analogy for the perfect storm it's coach it's quarterback it's offensive weapons it's a gm who knows how to draft it's defense it is all of these things that culminate to make the perfect storm and that's what the chiefs were this season it wasn't always pretty everyone counted us out at the beginning of the season but there were some games that we clawed our way through and still came out on top and if there's any other quarterback 
in that situ- in Mahomes situation in this AFC championship game, the Chiefs don't win. We have so much heart. We play with so much competitive fire. We want to win games. And it shows every single week. And that is the biggest reason. Because, again, everyone counted us out. We lost our biggest offensive weapon. People stepped up where they needed to. And here we are going to Super Bowl 57. Uh, no worries. I already feel very good about my vibe check. But anytime somebody just says heart like that in that, it always makes me think Captain Planet. Every time. It's like, I don't know what that is. Wind, fire, they all put heart. The rings together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all like an element. But heart, that kid always had to do something. Although he couldn't like control fire or water, they'd eventually call that kid in with heart just to like make people not hate each other or whatever would solve the problem. So as we hijack uh, Kayla's answer here, uh, for a, a reference that she doesn't even get. The worst one was always Earth. <laughs> Earth was the worst one, Cody. Mm, like yeah, I water, you could start a hurricane or like a storm. Wind, Fire, obviously. You know, fires, obviously, super useful. Earth didn't really do anything, you know? <laughs> Unless you're going like, to turn people into trees. Heart, it's like, it was, it was put much nicer because it was essentially just like mind control, right? I mean, he's coming yeah. in there and brainwashing you, but... I don't know. I guess we're fine with it in this situation, but it also seems useful. Kayla, you have to look up the intro to Captain Planet, I guess, at this point. Yeah. Jotting uh, jotting this down. Yeah, uh, and then, an, an analogy that will go over your heads. Um, yeah. Center Stage, one of the great I've seen Center Stage. dance movies. Yeah, okay, I'm where cultured. they're like, you either have the feet or you have the heart. Yeah. The Chiefs, the Chiefs have both. Mm. We have heart and feet. Nick, you know, do you know what? what I'm talking about? This is I the don't. only, this is, well, I have three sisters, so this makes it easier for okay. me, but um, Nick, I, I like that this is the only Chiefs podcast where you're going to get center stage reference. Find, find me one other, find me one other Chiefs podcast that references both Captain Planet and Center Stage inside of five minutes of each other. It's still I early. Could, <laughs> I could talk about center stage all day. All right, but we won't. Guys, Better question. Do you think the Cincinnati Bengals will be back in this game with KC next season? You know, I was thinking about this a lot because obviously this is the best rivalry in the NFL right now because they're, they've got the two best quarterbacks and they're two of the better teams and they're both very young teams, really, even regards to where they are and the age of their quarterbacks. But the answer is no. You know why? Because going to three straight AFC title games is not easy. Most teams aren't going to do it. So unless you are special, unless you are different, that's not going to happen. Two, you could do. Tennessee made, you know, they made one and a half, right? They almost made it. We've seen plenty of other teams. What's one and a half? Well, I felt like they were the better team. They were the one seed in the divisional round. But you can get it. make it. No, I know. (laughs) I'm just saying you can flirt. Like, I'm saying, like, pretty good teams can flirt around it. They can, like, get to two or be around there. But three, unless you're a team like the Chiefs, no. I still think they're one of the better teams and will be one of the better teams in the NFL, but asking to be perfect through a playoff run every year is that. And right now, the biggest thing Cincinnati has failed to prove is an ability to be the best team in the AFC. Through these three-year run with Joe Burrow, they have yet to prove to be the best team in the AFC because they've never emerged as the number one seed. And that, to me, is vitally important to making the AFC title game every year. Yeah, the, this I think in the height of the Patriots, they made it to eight straight. They made it, they made it to eleven with Tom Brady, but it was eight in a row. Those weren't all hosted. So I am to the point. I think we just kind of skimmed past that part. But yes, to go ahead and answer the question that wasn't asked. Yes, I do think the Chiefs are going to be back yeah. in the AFC Championship game next year because there's no reason to expect that they won't. 
but yeah, I'm with Cody. I don't think how you could think you could expect the Bengals to be back there. There's just a level of pedigree that you have to have. And at this point, I think the Bengals will be in the mix, but so will the Bills. The Jaguars could take a step next year. The Chargers could take a step next year with a new offensive coordinator. Go back to the conversations we had entering the playoffs. There's no shortage of talent in the AFC. Who knows what's going to happen with the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. If two is healthy again, think about how good they were to start the season. <laughs> like It's not easy to make it through the AFC. The Chiefs were very fortunate with getting the one seed and, and not having to play that extra game. And who knows what we'd be talking about if that had to happen. But to, to, to think that the Bengals, who are now going to have to start making some roster decisions about who's, who they're going to extend and how they're going to construct this team over the next couple of years, I'm not saying their window is closed. And I'm not saying that Joe Burrow won't ever win a Super Bowl or won't ever go back to the Super Bowl, but there is nobody outside of the Chiefs on in either conference that I will just like blindly put into the conference championship game every year. There's, there's just you, even with the Chiefs, it's hard to do. And the only reason we're doing it with the Chiefs is because they've hosted it for five straight <laughs> years. Yeah. Anything short of that, I just expect there to be regression, and I expect there to be up years and down years. I just well, go in the way. Sorry, go ahead, Cody. Well, I was just going to say the way the Bengals season started, like you wouldn't have guessed that they'd be in the AFC championship. It was rocky for them in the beginning. Yeah. Mid-season, whatever that. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, they were just to come out of the gates. We thought it was going to be the Super Bowl hangover, right? Which we see all the time for teams who lose in the Super Bowl and then never quite get back to that level. Like the Bengals proved this year that there's some staying power there. Yeah, and I think they proved that they're more than just like a, a cool, a nice little team that's going to have a, a, a little two-year run. But the AFC is a juggernaut. And you, unless you have Patrick Mahomes, there's no, there's no way to guarantee that you're just going to be in the mix for a championship every season. I just feel like, especially because of the way the AFC is structured, that one seed, it, it's going to mean so much. You don't realize that a one seed hadn't won the Super Bowl, since they added the extra playoff team, like those bye teams weren't winning a bunch of championships. It was like the two seeds going through there. Now, this year, that's going to change because both of the teams who were the one seed in their conference got the benefit of that. But I think that, like, until Cincy can prove they can win the AFC, imagine every year, Nick, like you mentioned, imagine every they almost lost to the Baltimore Ravens with a third-string quarterback or a second-string quarterback, right? So, like, I, I feel like there's just no way to do this. And I feel like to, to just pencil them in unless to me, unless by some chance it is going to end up being like, like we're, we're facing like Brady and Mahomes or Brady and Manning, I guess, but even they didn't face each other every year. Right. Mm -hmm. like it just feels like they'll have an off year. Right. And they won't be in the game. And the chiefs will, and they'll take on the bills or the Jags or the Ravens or the chargers or any of the other, like you mentioned, 100, apparently AFC teams who are good. How many years was it the Bills? Two years back to back? They only made one. They only made they one. Only made one. Who was the year before them? Or Tennessee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chiefs went when the Chiefs went on to win the Super Bowl, they beat Tennessee yep. in the AFC okay. title game. When they went on to lose Tampa, they beat Buffalo in the AFC title game. Now they now faced Cincinnati two years in a row. But just assume in year five or six it was the Patriots here before that. So just assume it's been three teams and or four teams in five years. So I don't know why I'm gonna think it's just gonna be Cincinnati again next year. Is this the is this the matchup that you want every year? Like, if you got to pick the AFC Championship matchup each year, 
Would this be the team you would want to see the Chiefs face? No, I'd rather Ugh. take on. A it's too stressful. Others. Yeah, they're no. still. They give the Chiefs a fight. <laughs> yeah, like, I but, know we're. I know we're dunking on them, but they give the Chiefs a fight. Yeah, Other but, teams I don't. mean, this is the. We talk all. I mean, we've talking for five years about like who is the Chiefs' rival, who is the contemporary, and at the very least, we know these teams don't like each other. Which yeah. is more than you can say about the Chiefs and the Bills. So maybe I'm more so talking about rivalries, and I get it. You want the easiest path to the Super Bowl. Life's hard. Don't make it harder. Yeah, if you're talking from an entertainment perspective, Nick, we're having a very different conversation. Then the answer is yes. Because I do like that. That's one thing we learned in the post game. It's like, okay, these teams actually hate each other. This is not just some sort of friendly rivalry. Like, I feel like that's the case with the Bills. Like, Mahomes and Josh Allen are going golfing together, doing charity events in the offseason. Those guys don't hate each other. And I don't think that Mahomes no. and Burrow hate each other. But I think, oh, the big picture... Do. The Chiefs hate the Bengals. The Bengals hate the Chiefs. And that is great for sports. That's it's much more chippy. That's the type of stuff we watch for, right? I think it does just make you appreciate this run so much more that the Chiefs have this kind of sustainability when we've been the only constant in the AFC in the last five years.